In the 1950s, one of the most extreme experiments in racial separation the world had ever seen began in South Africa. Our policy is one which is called by an Afrikaans word apartheid. It could much better be described as a policy of good neighborliness. Apartheid was a creation of South Africa's National Party. It went far beyond mere segregation. Each race would be confined to its own area, with whites controlling the vast majority of the country and blacks relegated to their demarcated homelands. It was against this landscape that young Nelson Mandela and his comrades began their push to break the white domination of the country. As independent producers Joe Richmond and Sue Johnson explore in the second part of our series, Mandela and Audio History. The Prime Minister, Dr. H. F. Verbult, and Mrs. Verbult arrived for the Republic Festival Parade at the Fortrecker Monument. Hendrik Verbult was generally regarded as the chief architect of this grand apartheid policy. It was his idea in the late 50s to separate the country into a white nation and a series of independent states for the various black tribes. My friends, this republic is part of the white man's domain in the world. When Dr. Fawood took over, there's no doubt there was a change. And he was an extremely impressive speaker, I must tell you. In fact, you used to listen to him speaking for three hours without a note, adding one thing after the other, and you sat there nodding your head like a zombie until it suddenly occurred to you it's all based on a false premise. The need to do justice to all does not only mean being just to the black man of Africa, but also to be just to the white man of Africa. They are the people who brought civilization here. He had convinced himself in a large number of well-meaning Afrikaners that there was nothing repressive about the system. It was simply separation. They had their areas and the whites had their areas. This is our only way of survival. We maintain the army, the police, the vote. And we keep it that way. Watch out for Vurt. The black man will get you. Watch out for Vurt. The world sings with me. The government was powerful. The government was strong. And the laws were coming far and more stringent, you know. Political activity was getting nowhere. In fact, the situation was getting worse. White South Africa and its government simply determined it would crush the struggle. And they tried. Armoured cars and armed police swooped onto the Nyanga township, 10 miles from Cape Town, aided by spotting aircraft. 1,500 natives were arrested and questioned. 162 were kept in prison. There was a state of emergency in the 1960s. Thousands of people were arrested. Many were detained. The Prime Minister, Dr. Favot, assured the country that law and order would be maintained. If necessary, the defence force would be called in. The ANC had been declared illegal, so Oliver Tambo was sent out of the country, and some of the other leaders followed. Mandela 
it was decided to stay in the country and he carried on his work underground i went to see a 42 year old african lawyer nelson mandela the most dynamic leader in south africa today the police were hunting for him at the time but african nationalists had arranged for me to meet him at his hideout he is still underground this is mandela's first television interview i asked him what it was that the african really wanted the africans require the franchise on the basis of one man one vote they want political independence now if dr vervort's government doesn't give you the kind of concessions that you want sometime soon is there any likelihood of violence there are many people who feel that it is useless and futile for us to continue talking peace and non-violence against a government whose reply is only savage attacks on an unarmed and defenseless people and i think the time has come for us to consider whether the methods which we have applied so far are adequate i had made a statement where i called for armed struggle naturally there was a great deal of resistance from the leadership but i believed that we were moving into that situation because the government had left us with no other alternative the adoption of an armed struggle after a struggle that had been well known for its non-violent and peaceful character was somewhat startling the gandian concept in our view couldn't work in south africa in india the british colonial administration could pack up and go home but that would not happen in south africa there were at the time 2 or 3 million whites who were part of south africa they'd been here so long these people were not going home and so in the anc we set about creating an underground illegal fighting force to make sure that south africans and the world would know what's going on mandela then started looking for a name what are we going to call this movement and he suggested uh, the Xhosa name Mkondo Wesizwe which meant spear of the nation Mkondo Wesizwe At the end of 1961 the bombing campaign started its targets power supplies post offices telephone booths and pass offices objects not people the aim was to shock the government into negotiating One of their objects was to destroy the records of the passes they detest having to carry. There were explosions many in Johannesburg, power pylons, government pass offices. They weren't just random callous explosions that just happened to be. There had to be an understanding by the mass of the people that organized armed resistance had started. The only deaths were our own people. who were careless with their explosives as far as the government of south africa is concerned the breakdown of law and order in south africa will not be tolerated under any circumstances whatsoever we were branded terrorists by the whole western world i mean they'd have nothing to do with us well as somebody has said one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter Asikatali no mabespopa 
Of course, it would have been naive for us to think we could stand in battle against an army, air force, navy, police force, reservists of 400,000 people. But if you don't have crazy dreams, you do nothing. We don't care whether they arrest us, they torture us, we are prepared to fight for our freedom. We used to sing a song. One stick, two sticks, six sticks of dynamite will take the country the Castro way. Now, remember, Castro's campaign was a very short campaign. Within a space of two years, they had overrun Cuba. So here we were, the comrades were all singing this song, as if to say in six months' time we'd be free. Six months' time we were languishing in prison. Remarkable demonstration by a crowd of several hundred outside the courthouse in Pretoria. Nelson Mandela, his wife you just saw, leader and founder of the sabotage movement Spare of the Nation and a member of leading member of African National Congress, accused with the others of plotting sabotage to overthrow the South African government by force. From day one of our arrest, the police drummed it into our heads, you are going to die, you are going to hang. And the first day the lawyer said, chaps, prepare for the worst. And that remained their attitude right through the trial. <coughs> Firstly, the state alleges the planned purpose thereof was to bring about chaos, disorder and turmoil in the battle to be waged against the white man in this country. They were called terrorists. We knew that there was no hope of getting an acquittal. The question was, what do we do with the trial? Our approach was one of defiance, because uh, we said, it is the government that is a criminal, and that should be standing in the dock to face the trial. We are not guilty. That, the Lord, is the case for the state. When the defense case started, Mandela, he was going to be the first defense witness. And the prosecution, Dr. Utah, had prepared extensively to cross-examine Mandela and break him down. And they all got a shock when our lawyers announced that Mandela will not give evidence, but he'll make a statement from the dock. The courtroom was absolutely packed. He stood up and he proceeded to deliver the speech. During my lifetime, I have dedicated my life to this struggle of the African people. And I have... That was a four-hour speech. But that last bit where he said, these are the ideas for which I'm prepared to die. Just that last bit. I knew what he was going to say because we'd all seen the speech. Everybody had made comments about it. And I knew he was going to say, in effect, hang me if you dare to, Mr. Judge. But only when he said it. I have cherished the idea of a democratic and free society in which all persons will live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an idea for which I hope to live for 
But my lord, if it needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. It was terribly moving. Nobody said anything. Even the judge didn't know what to say. I knew it was a moment of history. He emerged then as a great leader. As you Lord. Yes. Well, the court men adjourn. I remember we adjourned for lunch and a friendly African awarder asked me the question, Mandela, what do you think is going to happen to you in this case? I said to him, ah, oh, they are going to hang us. Now, I was really expecting some word of encouragement from him. And I thought he was going to say, ah, man, you see, that can never happen. But he became serious. And then he said, uh, I think you're right, they're going to hang you. The next day, armed police massed in even greater force as Mr. Justice Devet was passing sentence. I am by no means convinced that the motive of the accused were as altruistic as they wish the court to believe. When they said, stand up for your sentence, we thought, well, here it comes. The sentence in the case of all the accused will be one of life imprisonment. As you thought. Very well, the court will adjourn. And um, we laughed. We turned to each other and laughed because we expected to be hanged. At the back entrance to the Pretoria court, large crowds gather to watch the accused being driven away to start their life sentences. Nelson Mandela did become the symbol of the struggle for liberation in South Africa. People could identify with Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela the lawyer, Nelson Mandela the hero, Nelson Mandela the handsome man. But it was the response to his Ravonia trial speech, called throughout the world as the I am prepared to die speech which kind of somersaulted him and the African National Congress and the need to put an end to apartheid into the world consciousness. As we were being flown uh, to Robben Island, one tried uh, to accept the reality that we may, in fact, spend years in prison. But we believed very strongly that we would not die in jail. We would return. 